podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 41. This week, we have Matt Lamborn and Right Foot here to discuss Team of the Season, Community, and Air to Busy. Also, we're going to go over the gameplay patch and the testing of FIFA 22 crossplay. Before we get into the show, I want to thank all the footballers, sponsors, and supporters. Really appreciate everything you guys continue to do to support the show. It means a lot to me and everybody else in the group. If you're not a supporter and you want to be a supporter, you can do that in the Discord by clicking the channel for support the podcast, or you can simply click the link in the show notes. If you want to stay up to date on all of the new Team of the Season content, be sure and visit our friends at fifauteam.com. That's fifauteam.com. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to Footballers. Paul, we missed you last week. How are you feeling, buddy? Good, missed you guys too. I'm feeling a little bit better, still not 100%, but we're fighting fit, ready to go. Fighting fit? Yeah. Fighting. Fighting. Matt, how are you doing, dude? <laughs> I'm doing okay, thanks, Hunter. It's good to be back, and it's been a good week in foot. The team of the season is upon us. It's been a decent start. Uh, lots to sort of mull over in relation to content and new game modes and all that kind of stuff. And uh, of course, during the week, we had a, a very special guest on after our main pod, which was pretty cool to get some extra content out to our supporters. Yeah. What did you think about it? Uh, it was it was kind of predictable in terms of how it went. Um just for the record, I am a subscriber to, to Pugzilla on Twitch. He's the only guy who I send money to in terms of like content creators on the internet. He gets my Amazon Prime every month. Uh, I just think he's a really fun guy to watch, but he, he does have some takes that not everyone's going to necessarily agree with. He's very passionate about his feelings and... Perhaps he feels he's a little bit hard done by in terms of his lack of relationship with EA and um, sort of feeling um, the knife when it comes to getting the wrong end of it in you know very competitive uh, parts of, of, of Ultimate Team. So I, I enjoyed the rantiness of it, but it probably wasn't for everybody. I appreciate that. But um, it's all about opinions. We, we try and remain as, as balanced as we can here on Footballers. Uh, we've certainly aired some of our own frustrations over the course of the year. And uh, particularly for me, it's been, been a really good year. So I, I try and uh, give praise where it's due as well. But uh, we're not always going to have happy, shiny faces and, and opinions on the show. We're going to hear uh, from the dark side every now and then. And that's exactly what we got. But for me, it was, it was fun to listen to. Yeah. If you want sunshine and rainbows all the time, this probably isn't the place for you, unfortunately. You know, a lot of things we talked about on there were sort of conspiracy theory-esque on some things, and that's not for everybody. Uh, Everybody has their own opinion of the game. Everybody has a different experience with the game. So I did get a lot of feedback, both positive and negative. So appreciate the feedback from both sides and uh, we'll move going forward. Paul, did you listen to it? What'd you think? I did. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those, isn't it? I, I like people who are passionate about stuff. I like, and he's passionate about FIFA. Mm-hmm. He obviously loves the game. Um, Thanks for good content. Yeah. And so, some of the conspiracy theory stuff, you know, it's one of them things that we'll never know. But the game does that to you sometimes. It, you know, it makes you think all sorts of stuff. Is this real? Is this yeah. in my head? You know, it, it it's a mad old game. Yeah. It does that to people who are really competitive. There's just a lot of unknowns about the game. So that's, that's something yeah. that maybe... EA can improve on it and give us some more clarity on certain situations of the game, but we'll move on. Let's let's get on to team of the season because we've got community and Eredivisie still in packs. Community team of the season comes out Friday as we'll bring on Premier League. Uh, Eredivisie goes out of packs on Sunday. We'll get the new sub league. What do we think about first the teams, uh, community and Eredivisie? Obviously, Fred sticks out 
Suarez sticks out. What else are you guys looking at to to get into your teams maybe or finding usable from both of these teams? Yeah, so um, I'm not massively over enamoured with, with the community team of the season. Um, I mean, that's kind of reflected in terms of how much the price has dropped on most of these cards relatively quickly. One or two standouts. Um, the Suarez card looks absolutely unbelievable. So if you like building those La Liga teams, he's tried and tested over the years. You kind of know what you're getting with that card. Played against um, Zaha a lot during weekend league and he was predictably very difficult. And there's not many wide players who have the kind of physicality he has to go with the skills and the pace. So he is going to be a staple in a lot of Premier League teams uh, moving forward. But uh, that kind of squad building isn't for me. Um, So I wasn't actually looking to buy anyone out of the community picks. But over the course of weekend league, I managed to get a red pick, Lloris, which is nice. And then in one of the reward packs, I packed uh, Gnabry, who I've not actually tried yet, but he looks okay. And if I end up going down some sort of Bundesliga hybrid route, that might be a useful one. But I think most of the value is actually in Eredivisie. And again, the prices are plummeting constantly because there's obviously a lot of supply of these cars, but there are some really good ones. Um, Timber, the centre-back, who's just got outrageous stats all over the place. Um, Sangare seems to have been a bit of a hit with uh, the, the sort of Twitter community and whatnot. Um, his it's cheap too. Very cheap, and the market for him has fluctuated day-to-day massively. He started off at around 60k when that team of the season dropped. It went as high as like 110 and has come back down again. And every time someone puts out a piece of content, the price gets affected quite materially very fast. So it seems to be a very effective, cheap card. And then the one that everyone would probably like to have is is Graven Birch. Just an incredible all-rounder. And absolutely massive in terms of in-game presence and physicality. Perhaps a, a slightly quicker, more nimble version of, of Hullet. Um, one that I would love to pick up at some point would be Anthony because he had a Champions League card earlier on in the season, which was absolutely unreal. But then he had 95 pace at that point when not many players had above 90. And um, so you could really feel the pace benefit of that. Whether you would do with this one, I'm not so sure. But um, a nice, very good right-sided uh, Brazilian is always going to be useful for putting into your squad. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. I probably say that every time there's a new like, promo team come out, to be honest. But no. um, whatever your budget is, you can find something that will work for you there, I think. Paul, what, are the, what do you think about the, the grabbing birches of Team of the Season? I feel like even right now on PS, he's at 1.6 million. I feel like this time next week, he's going to be sub 1 million because he's just going to be superseded by these new cards. Graven Birch is one of those that's been popular all year. But um, going back, I think he's one that will drop, but I don't think he's going to drop most. He, like, he's a card that a lot of people are wanting to use. And he's probably going to be one of the best CM, CDMs in the game throughout Team of the Season. But I'm really happy about this Team of the Season because I think this time last week, we'd had some leaks and the stats looked terrible like I think Fred's card were going to be a an 89 and some of the others were just low and it all seemed a bit I was on a bit of a downer with it really but uh, when these new new leaks came on on Friday and we saw some of the stats on the cards I were I, I were hyped again um, I've packed Zaha from some packs that I'd saved and he is he's very good decent just what you'd expect really um, the one that I really want to use and will do at some point is Suarez. 
His stats are absolutely mad. Um, five star weak foot. Yeah, five star weak foot. He's he's got it all. I like four star skills because of the heel t- modified heel to heel that I use. Uh, and I played him today, and it just absolutely destroyed me. Um, so mm. he's one that I want to use. But the hype around the area to visit is is mad. You can build an area to visit team that's really competitive for for next to nothing. Um, yeah. You know, you take Gravenberch out of there, and they're all. They're all Meh. cheap. You know, even Timber, who's, you know, one of yeah. the better looking centre backs in the game, is 175k on Xbox. Anthony, who I also packed today, he's 170k. Um I'm not that excited about him because I'm not really a skiller. And he's got a three star weak foot, but his cards have given me problems in the past. Maybe I just need to learn how to use him. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited by some of these cards. Looking forward to using them. I'm on a bit of a downer with the game at the minute, though, because my next-gen Xbox died last week, so I've been playing on old-gen, and I hate it. I don't really want to play the game. Um, What's just different the, about it? The ball bounces about all over the place. Like, there's so many more tackles that are not stuck. I feel like when I'm defending on next-gen if I make a tackle, it sticks a lot more, whereas the ball's just bouncing about all over on mm. on old gen. Um, Not to discount yeah. your experience too much there, Paul, but I guarantee you that's definitely happening on new gen oh, as well. It, it definitely know. is. It's just the, the calibre de- of cards we're playing against is, is so difficult now. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think it is just that. I think it happens a lot more on old gen. I really do. That When the I did switch over. About all over. When I did switch over, when I was having the, that five or six week period where the gameplay was just, it was unplayable on PS5, I switched over to PS4 version and I felt it was way more ping pongy, way more RNG, very erratic. It was much quicker and responsive, but it was really wild. Wild bounces, tackles weren't, like you said, weren't sticking. It just seemed more random, but don't want to stay on console debate for too long, but we still have these SBCs we want to discuss from Team of the Season. What I'm really surprised at is the prices that they've put on these SBCs. I mean, the Vela SBC, the Boscogli SBC, and the Raspadori SBC. Well, Raspadori was 115K, but Boscogli and Vela were both 30, 35K. Mets, I know you probably did Raspadori. Have you tried him yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, I did. He went straight into my, my team and was uh, leading the line in weekend league alongside Veghorst. And you know, it was just a straight swap for the future stars, Raspadori, who, to be fair, isn't like a massive downgrade from this new one. But it just brings the stats in line with what you expect now from Team of the Season. He's got the mid-90s pace, above 90s shooting, retains four-star skills, five-star weak foot, high-low, so great for getting between the lines. And he's just super clinical. You know, He was scoring, eating up every chance that, that came his way for me. Um, I can't remember who it was in our Discord community. It might have been Pompel. Um referred to him basically as, as an Italian uh, Ben Yedder, which is a fairly accurate description. He's very, very small. I think he's five foot seven. So his nimbleness, his ability to make quick short turns in and around the box, just find space to unleash a shot on either foot, it'll fly in. The card is definitely the best attacker I've used in the game this season. Now, I haven't used wow. as many elite icons as some people, but I did see a comparison of Raspadori. I think it might have came from Donk or, you know, one of the, the big leading sort of Twitter communities who did a straight-up stats comparison against um, Moments Eusebio 
and they're almost exactly the same. So that gives you an idea of how OP this card is relating to the price. Um, whether it's strictly as good as Eusebio, it might not have the magic dust that that card comes with, but statistically it's all there. So if you have the ability to squeeze that card into your team, you've got a bit of a Serie R connection or icons you clink into, I think you'll find it was a really good value SBC and very, very weekend league effective. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he looks a really good card on paper, but I just I haven't had a, a, a Serie A team really all year, and I really never do. And I always regret not doing Serie A because at the end of the season, it seems the best league to go to to build a super strong squad for the least amount of coins, especially on the defensive side. Paul, did you do any of these? But mainly the uh, the Vela or the Buscagli, did you do them just for the fodder factor because they were so cheap? I've done Buscagli, I think, on my main account. I really want to do Raspadori, but... Um it just looks insane, but I've I've not got around to it yet. I've I've been busy um, playing weekend league, playing rivals, but I think Raspadori, like you said, Matt, it just just insane. Loads of people seem to have done him as well, and it's always good to have a a, a striker from all the big leagues that can you know in your club. So I think he might be my man. Of all these SPCs, I didn't do any of them except for Nacho Fernandez, the showdown SPC. Because I desperately need somebody to link up to that Eder Militao at the back. And he would fit the bill. Still running untradeable squads at the moment. I'm still liquid. I'm waiting for my moment. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, Karim Benzema can pull out some magic and, and upset Manchester City. And, and he'll get his upgrade. I just I don't see it happening. But the Nacho card looks good, even without the upgrade, in my opinion. As does the Zinchenko. Uh, did you guys dabble in any of these? I did Nacho. Uh, I haven't used it yet. But again, it's purely like we did with Fernandinho a couple of weeks ago. I bought it on the off chance that something happens with team of the season for La Liga, whereby I might regret not having that card at some point for linkability squad building, that kind of thing. And yeah. he's not very big as far as centre-backs go, but he is the kind of ideal left-sided or right-sided in a back three, back five. Exactly perfect for that role so didn't want to miss out on that one so it's there waiting if I need it didn't like the look of Zinchenko um, and I've played against him felt a, a bit blocky but underpowered mm. sort of strength wise so I don't think I'd get much use out of that one personally even if it got upgraded um, yeah. being Ukrainian just makes the card very difficult to link unfortunately yeah well with all this stuff going on with team of the season they did make a change to foot champs rewards as they often do once they put team of the season cards for reds and packs they moved the amount of wins required for the usual team of the week pack now you have to get 14 wins to get a team of the season pack and just from watching the reaction in the discord on twitter and stuff like that it was not a good reaction initially people were extremely pissed they talked about how sweaty it was going to make weekend league but i mean come on foot champs was already going to be sweaty let's get real this doesn't change much a lot of people said, oh, I'm just not going to play. I'm only going to play to so many wins. But if you also looked at what happened this weekend, there were so many people complaining about the servers melting, the gameplay being horrific. To me, that is indicative of people playing the goddamn game. So all you hypocrites out there saying you're not playing, you're fucking liars. I know, Mets, Paul, you guys both played, right? Yes. And how did it go? Was it sweaty? Um, yeah, I think the biggest shift that I noticed was a very 
significant increase in squad quality in every person I played against. There's obviously been a lot of gambling going on the last couple of weeks in anticipation of team of the season. Everyone's been cycling through their clubs, getting rid of old cards they don't want anymore, dumping them into um, Icon SBCs. And we've kind of reached that stage in the game now where it feels very clogged up because most teams will have several big icons in the team, which makes the midfield battle an absolute chore. You know, it just feels really hard to sort of break people down because their cards are so physical and literally take up so much space on the pitch. I mean, the amount of times I've played against, say, teams with obviously Hullet, Vieira, but even cards like Steven Gerrard, just really difficult to try and find a clear passing lane to try and break teams down with. And you know, those would pop up every now and then, of course, over the last couple of months. But when you're playing against teams that have several of those and they're playing two defensive midfielders and, you know, the usual hyper-competitive nonsense, it was a real struggle. And the the connection quality over this weekend, particularly on um, Friday night, early Saturday, wasn't ideal uh, to sort of add on top of that. It wasn't the best gameplay experience I've ever had, but I waited until Sunday to finish my run and it was a lot better. I managed to clock up my 10 wins relatively easily and then dump a few games off to some lucky punters. So I think for me personally, I'm not saying this this case to everyone, if I improved my team a little bit because I was getting a little bit overpowered in some spots because I haven't upgraded for a few weeks, I might have been able to go for 14, um, but not as I am right now, but when the right team of the season category drops over the next week or two, we might be there. But uh, I was quite happy with the experience overall once uh, connection improved on Sunday. Yeah. Paul, did you have a similar experience? Yeah, very similar. Everyone who has been playing with untradeable teams over the last week or so, I think has just gone, sack it, I'm buying a team. And people have gone out and done the SBCs that they wanted to do. They've opened packs on Friday and used all the fodder to do a Cantona or a Vieira or however. So people's teams are just are just stacked. And it, it you know, like I said, I've not been enjoying the game so much on old gen anyway. And the connection, like you say, has been bad. Uh, but when it comes down to the rewards, I just think they've, They've had his pants down a bit because they've taken away team of the week packs. They could have kept team of the week packs. They could have given us, you know, people who didn't get 14. They could give you the team of the week packs because they're still requiring team of the weeks in, in SPCs. We got the 86 double yesterday, which informs went through the, the most, a lot of them doubled because, you know, we haven't got that weekend league supply of those anymore. But yeah, they've just robbed us out of at least 30, 50 K which you were getting into your club every week from playing weekend league. Um, and now you're just getting a red pick if you don't get those 14. Yeah. What about squad battles? I know you guys aren't big squad battles players, but one of the guys in the Discord, Savage P, one of the footballer supporters, had a hot take and said, it's kind of cool they made squad battles rewards better, but where was this all the, for all those poor bastards who were playing it all year? So wh- why do you think Mets, why do you think they've taken now to make squad battles more intriguing? Maybe because they need something for the people who don't want to play hyper-competitive to give them a reason to log in and play, give them a little reward for their effort. Um, it's just another way of trying to find some additional engagement, I think. Um, but it's, it's a good move, though, I think. I don't see any negative to it. The only negative would be, like you say, if people have been playing that all year and they've been getting next to nothing, then it's kind of like a, a spit in the eye on those people. But you can't expect to get amazing rewards for squad battles because it's it's so simplistic. 
Uh, the reward yeah. has always been at the competitive end of Ultimate yeah. Team, so it, it's not a shock. Um, I personally find this year's squad battles to be more infuriating than it ever has been before on certain difficulties, and it's never fun. It's just always something that you just need to sort of grind through to get a reward, which yeah. often hasn't been worthwhile, but but now it is. So if you feel it's worth your time, go for it. But I think that there's, there's other ventures at the moment, other game modes that are better suited to your time than this if you're a reasonably capable player. But that's just the way I look at it. If if you need those squad battle rewards to top up your club content, absolutely go for it. It might even just be worth logging in and just playing a couple of them just to get a little bit up the ladder of rewards and get some fodder back into the club. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um squad battles are to me this year you mentioned the the way the compute the ai plays they play the same every single game they they hug the sidelines and they try to send balls in and they'll cross even when there's no one there and it gets so repetitive and so boring but once you get on the higher difficulties they'll start nutmegging you dribbling they'll make you look like a noob <laughs> like i'm not even afraid to admit it i can't beat the ai on ultimate i just can't do it i used to be able to do it not this year i don't even try but, uh, i don't even try man <laughs> It's frustrating as, but you just can't get the ball off of them. Even bronzes, they're like, good luck. But uh, talking about gameplay, we just got a title update, came through overnight. My console just finished updating. And normally I wouldn't talk about title updates in May, but this one to me is, it stands out because this is the first time that I can recall in a long time that we've gotten actual gameplay changes during team of the season. Like this game has been out for long enough. I feel like these things should have been kind of grinded out by now. They did, I don't know if, if you guys feel different. They did grind it out, this thing that they're fixing in this patch. They've already fixed in previous patches, apparently. Yes, they did. It, uh, actually, I looked it up. But January 18th, they put out a, a, a gameplay patch note saying the defending player could unintentionally decelerate when chasing after an air ball. And the one that just came out says, in some situations, the controlled player on the defending team would incorrectly slow down when chasing after a lofted through pass. Sounds very similar to me. No, Matt, you're shaking your head. Yeah, so, I, I was like so cheesed off when you told me about that particular point in the patch notes. I mean, how can we get to this stage of the game where that is only, well, it's been addressed apparently, but it hasn't been fully addressed and that's that is a gameplay nuance that needed to be wiped out like month one, week one, if anything. That yeah. is such a gimme to people who play in that fashion, particularly when we had slower defenders in the game. Yes. The amount of Mbappes who must have got through on goal with those must have been absolutely unreal. I'd love to see the stats on it, how many uh, goals were scored because of that bug. But uh, yeah, it's it's super disappointing. Um but, you know, you're going to get to play the, the full intended FIFA 22 experience for at least a few weeks before we move on to the next one. So, yay, yay. Good stuff. Yeah, it's whatever. Shithousery. I mean, everybody knew it was in the game. They said they fixed it, but apparently they didn't. And we'll see if they actually fixed it this time. Something we talked about, let me transition here to something we talked about in the Discord over the last week. And this is something I noticed from playing MLB The Show in online games. Once you get to a certain scoreline in an online game, the match automatically ends, and if I go 10 runs ahead, it's called a mercy rule, and I win. The game's over. Everybody gets credit for the game. The other guy gets credit for the loss. I got the win. All stats and everything record. Do we think this has a place in foot, Matt? Wow, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, See, for me, the reason why I, I think this is a good thing, and I'll let you go next, but this would theoretically 
end rubber banding. It would put a stop mm. to it. You wouldn't have to put any kind of code into the game to look for rubber banding. All you have to do is score, I don't know, six goals, whatever whatever the, the threshold would be, and the game's over, and that person gets a disconnect. Yeah, you're making a compelling case. I'll, I'll definitely give you that. And I think any, anything that saves genuine players' time and their busy schedules when they've got a lot of games to play every week would appreciate that move. I think if you were to do it whereby, because sometimes you can just go, go on an unreal streak where your playing style just happens to perfectly align against your opponent and you can slam three goals in in like the first 15 minutes of the match or something like that. And you don't necessarily want the game to end because you're playing well, you want to carry you on, you want to, yeah. you know, stat pedal whatever it is that kind of thing um so maybe if you reach a certain score by the end of the first half we cut the game in half everyone gets their time back and we go on to the next game but you know over the course of a of a game where you're just better than your opponent you can get to seven eight nine nil and you don't necessarily want it to end so you don't want to punish people who want to literally just play all their games but if the score's getting unreal in the first half then yeah maybe the mercy rule would be a good option I mean, it, it wouldn't necessarily be punishing the other player for losing, would it? I mean, that they'd still get the loss just as if they played the full game. You still well, give them their coins for playing the game. The, the counter argument to it, I think, is I can think of a lot of times whereby I've been getting a drubbing from a very good player whose style just happens to you know, counter me perfectly. And I think, I could just quit this. But if I do that, I'll never get better at playing against these kind of opponents. And do we want to deny people the opportunity to build their experience just because they're losing heavily? I think that's also a fair argument. And maybe the losing player should be given the option, hit this button now if you would like to prematurely end the game. It shouldn't necessarily be in the control of the person who's winning because that's not fair. But if the person who's losing wants out, then let them tap out without having to like full on rage quit or, or forfeit the game, that kind of thing. I guess I come from it as a standpoint of let's, let's weigh the, the, you know, the amount of people who would be impacted by this versus who wouldn't, but the amount of people who wouldn't have to sit through a rubber banded game to me outweighs the amount of people who would miss the opportunity to get their ass pounded by a pro player. I mean, I can't think of a single game where I've lost by eight goals. Like, I can't, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, you outplayed I don't me. know if you guys say, fuck off, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he was so serious, his face. Dude. I was damn deadly serious. Fire oh, up now. No, right. Fucking hell, I can't beat. Well, hey, Squad one day we'll be able to do that because we're going to get into that topic in a minute, but crossplay's coming, I think. Come on. <laughs> but back to the main point, to me, how often is it going to be where somebody's getting beat by eight goals and they're actually trying? I mean, it's not going to happen that often. It's rare. Feel like. It's rare. We have it in the game now where if somebody scores three own goals, it kicks you. So, yes. you know, we could have something similar where, you know, you spank five and in first half, it just, you know. Yeah. Mm, that and kind of upsets reason. the gameplay though, because you could just go team press, constant pressure for the opening gambit of the game and try and enforce a, a quit or a forfeit like that. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. It's, it's a game that's supposed to be spread out over 90 minutes and you kind of tactically set yourself up to play for that length of time, right? If you know that you can force a game to end in the first five or 10 minutes, you're going to play it very, very differently and not yeah. the way that the game designers intend you to play it. Yeah. But that is risky though, isn't it? Going, going full pelt yeah, it's a risk. and pressure. 
Um, yeah. That's a risk that you take that somebody will catch you on. But I see that a lot more nowadays. Now we're sort of getting mm-hmm. towards the you know the the end game that people are trying to rattle games off as quick as they can, and they go hyper pressure from from the very get go, trying to force rage quits that kind of thing. So it's it's not completely alien to where we're at already. Anyway, um, I just worry about the precedence it might set. That's all. But um, in extreme cases, then yeah, let's let's give people the option to sort yeah. of tap out and move on to the next game without disgracing themselves. Paul, you, you have anything to add on this? You know that you were kind of quiet when we discussed it. No, I, I just think that it's, it should be 90 minutes really, shouldn't it? You should just have to take your beating um, and sit through it. And I like it, you know, if I'm getting, if I'm getting spanked by somebody or somebody's giving me a good fucking, um, <laughs> I'll try new stuff. I'll try, you know, it's it's no longer a game of trying to score more than them. I'm thinking, can I score a goal? Or, you know, do I try some mad finesse shots from outside, you know, or if I, if if it's the other way around and I'm 4 nil up, I'll start trying things that I don't normally do. So it is a bit, mm. you know, in the limited time yeah. that I have to play, it is a little bit of time where you can have a bit of fun and do something a bit different that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, it does go yeah. without saying that you don't improve at the game, though, if you just quit out of every match where someone's better than you. You do have to take your licks every now and then to, to get yeah. better at the game. It's just the natural curve of, of progression. It's good for you as well. So yeah, you've got to keep your ego in check. Again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just still laughing about Paul Paul's challenge there. One day we'll get it, we'll get to have that opportunity, Paul, because we do have oh, crossplay well. that was just announced. Uh, they briefly touched on it. A few months ago, I think somebody leaked something, but uh, EA put out a bit a, sore at the moment. So you know, it's just from from what it's my business. It's not something I want to share on the podcast. I might get sacked. I mean, don't bring it up if you don't want to share details, man. Crossplay PS5 and Xbox Series S. So looks like you won't be able to do that one, Paul. Sorry, uh, Series oh, X or you, S. That hurt. That. Mm, sorry. Yeah, um, it's it's not going to be in foot, though. It's only going to be in two modes. It's going to be uh, online seasons and friendlies and just regular FIFA. It's not going to be foot. Um, if you want to enable this, you'll be able to go to the main menu, not the foot menu, but the main menu at the bottom right. You press R2 or, or right trigger, and you can enable it or disable it. Um, I think they're just doing this as a test toward the end of the year to see how it would translate over for the next one. Um Although I don't think they're going to get a lot of feedback from this because maybe more people play traditional FIFA than than I think, but I feel like the majority goes and plays foot. Yeah. There's Um, about seven people playing that mode. Yeah. And they don't have Um, any friends, so the fuck they're going to play with? (laughs) I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you need to throw this thing into the fire and really yeah. test it, test it to the full max, you know, like to the full ability that it's going to go through in foot, you know, give this thing some volume and, and see where it goes. But yeah. I don't know. And, I, I really fear that crossplay is going to wreck these fucking servers. I feel like the servers can't handle what they already are trying to, to hold. Now you're talking about cross console, which we know there's issues with cross console gameplay and online. I mean, you see it in call of duty, you see it in MLB the show, you see it on a lot of games. And we can't even get gameplay sorted for console to console. Now we're going to cross these things up. I don't know what you think about it, Paul. 
I'm excited for it, but I'm also very nervous that, like you yeah. say, it could just fucking explode the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It, yeah. But it is, it is evolving. It is, you know, we need to be going where we've, we can play against people who are on different consoles. But I do think they do need to, you know, throw it in the fire, see what, you know, see how it handles under pressure rather than just doing yeah. it in a couple of game modes that people don't really play. Um, and you know, if they haven't got the, if they haven't got it together yet, where they can give it to everybody to try in foot, have like a bait or some, you know, do something that they can just throw out there, so a few people who who play the game a lot can try it and see what they think. But I'm excited. I think that's that's going to come eventually. I know we're just taking baby steps for now, and it's going to come eventually. But my my favorite FIFA full stop is co-op. Um, and opening that up so that it can play people who are on different consoles is going to be great. Yeah. It'd be a good for the Discord too. We could go PS versus Xbox. Yeah. There's only one winner, but you know. Beat the fuck out of you guys. You guys can try. You'll be fucking crying <laughs> for that, that quit button. You'll be like, oh, I wish they'd bring this, this quit button in now, the Xbox spanking PS17 won. In the first half. <laughs> Paul thinks he's had a good fucking. I'm going to show him what a good fucking. Oh, is. here we go. Mm. I'm going to go buy a PS well, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the delay won't be too bad. Uh, Mets, you talked about this before we started. Uh, talking about enjoying the game and gameplay. This is one you really like. The Team of the Season Cup. It's the one where you can play three matches a day. Uh, your rewards go higher based on the wins. Imagine. Um, you can only use gold cards, informs, red picks, and one team of the season. I haven't messed with this one, but you seem to have been playing it a lot. How are you enjoying it? Yeah, so I was made aware of this once I'd finished my weekend league campaign. Um, I haven't really dabbled in these type of sort of gauntlet modes too much in the past. Um, I found the restrictions on them were previously a bit too uh, discouraging. Um, or certainly created a barrier to entry anyway. But I like what they've done with this because, okay, we're in the midst of this sort of end game mode where we're all getting these super juiced up cars, but we still have clubs full of, of other stuff that otherwise wouldn't be getting used. And having to sort of creatively create deliberately underpowered squads that are effective is quite novel. So I've been really enjoying it. The gameplay in the mode is, is fantastic because the players you expect to be fast actually feel very fast because they're playing against opposition cards that aren't in every case juiced up to the gills like in team of the season so the gameplay feels a lot more fluid players feel a lot more powerful i was able to insert team of the season raspadori into my tots cup team and he just feels even more incredible than he does playing like weekend league competitive that kind of thing and you know, so far you can only play three matches per day but i've won um, all six of the matches I've played so far um, very convincingly so I think that reflects better at my ability to create a good team rather than just insert, you know, overpowered individual players and I've been really enjoying it I think this is the best the game players felt since the very beginning of the game arguably even better so because we're using you know some some good cards in there and if you didn't churn up all your red picks 
doing like upgrades and that kind of thing or submitting them into SBCs, you finally got a use for them now. So it's it's good for people who've been sitting on content that was previously junk and now has a purpose. So it's a big thumbs up for me and I'll be playing some more of that this evening once I'm finished with you guys. It's been really good fun. Yeah, you mentioned that's the best gameplay you've had all year. That actual just online friendlies in general for me have been significantly better on the gameplay side all year. And I mean, I think you guys know my theory on that. I think it's because of the skill-based matchmaking that is not in place. They're matching me locally with people nearby. So that takes precedence over skill. Um, I just seem to enjoy friendlies way more than the competitive modes because the game just, it just plays different. So if you're not playing those and you're frustrated and raging at the game, I would really encourage you to go give these friendlies a try because it is a breath of fresh air when you're pissed off with this game. It's also nice that they they limited down um, the length of the games. I think they're three minutes per half. Yeah. Yeah. So you're flying through these games super fast. Like I think I could play three matches inside of 15 minutes because people tend to to rage quit once they go to a three nil down. And that's because you hold possession in your half the whole time. No, no, I play it in the right spirit. Believe me. Um, Trust. (laughs) I I always save the shit. How is roof a weekend? Um, but it, it's nice to have a mode that doesn't absorb so much of your time. If you just need a quick fix, this is yeah. this is super cool. It's just a shame you only get to play three of them a day because I would play them all the time, yeah. especially with rewards attached. It's it's super cool. Yeah, how you been getting into these? I um I don't until yesterday. Um, George from Discord, he um he jumped on my account and played a few games, and I thought, oh, what's all this about? Because I don't often get involved in objectives. But I played some today, and you know what? It was so much fun. Um, I had Gold Rudiger as my centre-back, um, which wasn't ideal. That's a good card. Um, as I played Mbappe. Between that ideal. Two, I played Mbappe two out of the three games. Um, and it would, but, and I lost three games in a row, but it was loads of fun. Short games, using reds that have been in my club that I've not really used. I think you just have to think about your squad a little bit, a little bit more. Um, and I, I like how they've done it. And the rewards are decent as well. You get some decent packs from, you know, winning, winning a few games. And it hmm. won't, you know, these people who were beating me today, it won't, they weren't crazy better than me. They were close games. So, you know, yeah, fun, competitive. And you get some quite quick rewards as well. Like you say, Matt, I just feel like it'd be nice if you got to play more than three games of it. Yeah, agreed. Well, I'm going to give that one a try, I think, because I do enjoy a good friendly. We have got uh, some questions and quite a few, quite a few hot takes. First one, I'll, I'll get into Totter's question. He asked, who is the better player? The person that wins 3-2 by abusing every mechanic in the game or the person that loses 3-2 but tries to play, quote, the right way? Matt. I think we need to sort of reframe that question ever so slightly. The person who practices the evil arts and you know grinds out a, a, a free to shithousery but being a shithouse is the better winner in terms of being competitive and, and achieves victory um but you could be the better player and still lose that's just how foot works it's not just about how good you are in terms of your skill on the ball or with possession it's it's tactical it's knowing how to frustrate the other player, there's more to it than just literally being good at five-star skilling and pinging in long-range finesse shots, that kind of thing. So slightly different slant at looking at it, but um, 
that there's ways to win and then there's ways to play well and then the outcome can vary. To me, the better player is the one who performs the most and the most effective ball roll scoop turns. Paul, what do you think? <laughs> well, I can't ball roll scoop, so so I'm out of here. But um, the person who is the better player is the one who had the most fun, in my opinion. Like, Aww. I think if you're having fun winning and abusing those mechanics, you, you know, the, the, it's the same game, isn't it? You, the, the, the winner's the winner, really. I think we give people abuse and grief for abusing mechanics and playing that ratty way. But, you know, like the rats be rats. Yeah. You know what we do to rats around this place. Um, Feed them cheese. Real quick. Yeah. Toshenmacher had a hot take and somebody really wanted us to read this one. And I don't have a problem reading it. So I'm going to go for it. Toshenmacher from the Discord says, it would be relatively easy for EA to get rid of the toxicity in the community if they would stop rewarding winning and start rewarding playing. Sure, they would have to implement a system that recognizes rubber banding, but if we can have... (laughs) But if we can have a hernia surgery through the tiny hole of our penis, it should be doable. The reason people getting so mad and toxic when they are losing is because it's a time waste. Almost every milestone requires winning and scoring in a specific way. If you can't do that, you are screwed. And it doesn't have to be that way. So, hernia surgery through your penis. But we're having issues with toxicity and rewards. Um... I'm not even going to attempt this one. Paul, I don't know if you got something you can add to this. I don't know what there is to add to that apart from I don't want to get anything done through the small hole on the front of my penis. Mm, well, no, not not surgically. Um, Matt? <laughs> I want to know how big Tash and Macca's pee hole is before oh, I answer Jesus this question. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Effectively. <laughs> It's like, can I fit a full-grown Fellini in there? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's the top of Matt's porn search list. Can you yeah. fit a Fellini in it? Yeah, don't check my hard drive. Um, to, to give a, a somewhat sensible answer to the question, it's like, I, I get where he's coming from, but once EA opened Pandora's box, it's, it's difficult to, to sort of go back and people now have an expectation to be rewarded for how much they, they win as well as how much they play. Um, back in the good old days of foot, and here's me putting my boomer hat on, you know, we didn't have promos every week. We didn't have, we didn't even have informs to begin with. Uh, and we certainly didn't get much rewards other than a few coins for, for winning a few games in the, in the daily tournament that was in the game. We just played because it was fun. And I think it is indicative of where we are in in online gaming in general now where people they don't just want to play for fun they want more from their experience than that and to fire this back at at Taschenmacher how would you feel if you saw little Jimmy getting shit hot rewards for not winning and you're crushing it in weekend league you're consistent in rivals and you don't get good rewards, which sometimes happens anyway. But the, the point being is, surely if you're doing better, you deserve slightly better as well. Uh, everyone gets rewarded in some form or another. Yeah. It's just the people who are exceptional get slightly more exceptional 
rewards. I think that's fair, to be honest. Imagine Marijuana Fellaini crowning through the hole of a penis, the afro coming out. Then it's a vagina, surely. You would hope. Even still. Pandora's box. This podcast is going places. Yeah, speaking of Pandora's box, yeah. Fucking fuck. Holes in penises. Mano and Fellaini, where's this podcast going? Um, who knows? Maybe we'll get cancelled. Uh, Nikki Hotsticks has a, another hot take. He wants to say that team of the season ratings will be so much lower than we originally expected. Spicy. Hmm. I, I don't know, Matt. You kind of touched on that earlier. I don't know if this hot take was whenever the lower ratings came out, or was it Paul? You touched on it, right? Yeah. The the false leaks, and then we got the less false leaks. Yeah. Um, which is another debate, but uh, we'll see what happens. I do think that the team of the season ratings are not going to be quite as high as people anticipated because we still have a lot of time left at this game, of this title. There's going to be some other promos after this. Ash, 1983, he has two hot takes. First one says, flashback cards should have the club league the player was in, not the club league they're at now when the SPC drops. Now, Matt, you can probably handle this one, but I'm pretty sure there's some legal reasons why they can't do this, correct? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think what... The questioner is asking it, it is spot on that's how it should be and that would be the most fun way of doing it but legally licensing that kind of thing i think it's it's likely to go to whichever club they were most recently registered to so for instance last year when we got given that david beckham card again that was at real madrid wasn't it and he played for other teams after real madrid so i don't know it, it is the answer yeah. but i'm sure it's something legal ea don't just it get to pick which which team they're associated to. There's going to be a definitive rationale for why they, they come out with the clubs that they do come out in. It's as simple as that. It'd be interesting, though, if they could make the cards sort of like icons, but give them a bio, you know, in, in their card and say, okay, well, he played in this league and this league and this league, so he'll get yellow links to these three leagues and he'll get a green link to, you know, whatever, this league and this nation with this player. Seems like that might be too much for him to do, but it would be pretty cool, though. It would make him more useful. Um, his second hot take, and this is this is yours, Paul. Icon managers get an extra Kim point with an SAF or Sir Bobby Robson, etc. Who S- SAF is that? Sir Alex Ferguson, I'm guessing. I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess you would have to define icon managers, but it'd be interesting. I guess if you used one for that club of which he he coached. Yeah, just more shit to pack in. Just more shitty pack fillers in it. Like just, yeah. You know, I, to how be many honest, teams I, would Jose Mourinho link to? I, I, you know, when it comes to managers, oh. I just stick whichever one is the right nation. I don't really pick them based on you know. Yeah, but it, it's, it's most of the time. It's so, it's something that you could do if you you know you're begging for chemistry. You want an extra ten chemistry for something. You know, but. Yeah, yeah. I think managers are kind of underutilized though as a sort of gameplay feature. Imagine if you, if certain managers inherited their sort of real life traits and they they give you um, boost depending on whether you play a certain style. Like a Sean Dyche would be, you know, hyper defensive, like very physical, hard working players. Whereas an Arsene Wenger plays free-flowing football or, or Pep or something like that, and you get boosts in that regard. I think that's something that they've clearly done nothing with it's such yeah. a 
a generic and, and overlooked feature of the game that they could do so much more with it. Yeah. That's a really good point, yeah. that, but I think they could do something really good with managers and, and have it have certain boosts on your team or, you know, you play, you play a certain way and it, it rewards you for that. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's just a, a random consumable now in it that you need, but you know, you're not, you're not excited when you get one or you're not really thinking much about your managers. Yeah. Well, they definitely could do a lot more with managers and um, hopefully they'll, they'll look at that route going, going forward. But that's all we're going to talk about for this week. We unpacked quite a bit. Uh, it's good to have everybody back. We do have Premier League Team of the Season dropping this Friday, so we'll have that to look forward to on our next episode. But uh, before we sign off, Matt, where can they find you on Twitter or Discord or wherever, or do you not want to be found? Yeah, at Lando Matt on Twitter. Um, but I've been hearing from a lot of people on Discord lately, so keep that up, guys. It's been good fun interacting with everyone. Feel free to shout out in there anytime. Sounds good. And we'll be doing our giveaway next episode for the uh, supporter giveaway. So stay tuned for that. Paul, where can they find you on Twitter? Right foot, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. Twitter, not really on Twitch. And in the Discord, hit me up. With a lot of people hit me up in the Discord messages. So that's nice. Lots of people making coins. So it's nice to see. Right fucking foot. Right, fucking foot. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at the Foot Hunter, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Footballers Pod. That's Footballers with a Z. If you want to join the Discord, click the link in the show notes. It's free to join. We'd love to have you. Anything else? We'll catch you next week for Premier League Team of the Season. See you. Sports Social Podcast Network.